Thank you for tuning in to episode 10 of Supreme Bohemians Podcast. My name is Mallory. My name is Tayesian. And thank you for tuning in where we embody a supreme energy while maintaining a boheme lifestyle. Um, it feels good. You know, this is episode 10. I remember when we yeah. had our first episode. Uh, so we just got to definitely um, recognize that milestone. Yeah, <laughs> really a milestone. Like 10 is when you know you in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's good. That's really good. Okay, so we're going to get right into it. Um, We're going to get into our What Would a Boheme Do segment, where if we recognize the tweet that we want to bring out onto the podcast um, for conversation purposes, then we just get right into it. Um, What is yours, Tay? Okay. um, Oh, gosh. Okay, so (laughs) this is by uh, at Shamika Writes on Twitter, and she said, I don't know why unemployed people getting temporary money to survive triggers so many folks. It's very disturbing. It's like anything that takes away the feeling that they're better than someone else leaves them unsure. And I was like, yeah, because I've been, I I remember when I was, um, I went to, what was it? FedEx to print some stuff. And I heard um, a man and a woman, two two Caucasian people working there, and they were talking about somebody else that was working for a company, but was now kind of, I guess, reaping the benefits of it because they got to go out and actually live a life, but also collect unemployment. And they were just so, like, bothered by it. And I was just like, bitch, because what you feel like they need to be doing what you're doing like you mad because you're working and they're not and it's like they have lost their they lost their job so you want them to soak in that or I mean I just think it's just so like it's just so lame to be mad at somebody for getting unemployment or mad at somebody or bothered by it because you feel like they're lazy first of all they're not because number one everybody pays for pays into unemployment so Mm -hmm. you're actually paying you're getting the money that you already paid into so it's not like you're getting free money nothing comes for free obviously in this country because we pay taxes and certain of our we pay for everything the government barely pays for anything so it's like the government just handing out checks no the people we as the people are paying for it and when the when an individual citizen puts money into that they are entitled to receive that benefit back if it if they need it so I just think people are lame when it comes mm-hmm. to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people are lame when it comes to that, too, for the simple fact that it's, first of all, we have to notice that it's a capitalistic mindset. Yep. It's not, it's something that we were taught. It's not normal for us to have the mentality that, like, everything that you do when it comes to working, like you have to earn or you have to work extremely hard. And the reality is that employment, especially with this pandemic is at a very high rate. Exactly. So yes, you're going to have more people who are collecting unemployment, but that doesn't take a, I don't know. You shouldn't have like an envy, you know what I'm saying? Like for example, my job, what I do, I feel like is very, um, very like recession proof <laughs> um very in in a way pandemic proof <laughs> yeah. as far as what I do for a living so um I'm thankful to have a job 
You know, I'm not yeah. I'm not really trying to look down on anyone or 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 uh have my have my nose up to someone who's collecting unemployment to survive because people constantly forget about that. Like yes, it's an amount, but first of all, with unemployment, you cap out. So there's nothing wrong with helping people um get into their you know, get on their feet until they potentially find something else. And in a lot of cases, you know, people feel like they have to hold on to the stimulus, um, stimulus check, the stimulus unemployment money that they have. Mm-hmm. So it's not always a, you know, kick your feet up type of thing. And if it is for me, shout out to that person that's able to do that. Um, because mm-hmm. that's not the reality for a lot of people. And I think it's like a capitalistic envy that we have learned because that's not a normal mindset that if you weren't brought up into a capitalist society you would you wouldn't be mad you just wouldn't like that's not even like it's not a normal thing I want people to kind of realize that's not really a normal like mindset right (laughs) definitely American based life Mm -hmm. but yeah that was my tweet I wanted to bring that up because it was so fitting for the times yeah, my tweet on it's not really a tweet I got it from Instagram, but um, it's very old. It's something that I screenshotted like in 2016, but it's relevant to today. Um, and it's actually relevant to our episode. It says, "Transitions make me emotional. Give me some space. Give me some time." And mm. even though that is a very like, it's not a super deep. Um, post at all but I think it's very relevant to the times that we're in Um, I do feel like this transition of 2020 um, from the pandemic to you know the economy to social distancing to elections coming on later on this year Um, it's just been a huge transition and I'm just noticing um, on social media, it's not really, we're constantly discussing how to adapt on what to do instead of noticing the transition for what it is. It's a very immediate transition. Um, this is literally something that we've been only in for four months. You know, March was really like the turning point where a lot of, you know, quarantine measures were taken state by state. So, you know, I think that needs to be recognized because emotions are running high and that I don't excuse it because at the end of the day, um, I do feel like people need to be more accountable for themselves. But, it, 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 it you know, emotions are high and people are out and doing things and going out. And it's just that's a risk now. Like that's not it's not like last summer where we could just pull up and go to the bar and have a drink and, you know, walk around downtown. Like, that is a risk now. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it it reflects people who are reacting in this way emotionally. Like, oh, I shouldn't have to leave the house or I shouldn't have to, you know, stay in the house or I shouldn't have to do this. I shouldn't have to wear a mask. These are all very emotional things. And I know for me, I've had to take some space from a lot of it um, and a lot of I had to take a lot of time to myself. I spent a lot of time alone just trying to process things. Um, 
I've even took a few days off social media because a lot a lot of this can be very draining. So yeah, yeah, that's re- that's very relevant to the times we're in. What you think about it? Um, it's relevant to the times we're in, and um, I just feel like the last part which says give me like space and time is really important, like for external um, sources like friends and family, like. Mm-hmm. It is important to give people space to understand if people, especially in this time, are not behaving in the same manners that they would outside of the time this time. So I just think it's a lot. It's just definitely this whole these whole months. All of these months have been a grace period when it comes to friends and family. For me, it's just been mostly a grace period. Like I'm just gonna give you grace because I understand like what's going on I do have a friend like they don't never text like I text them but mm-hmm. they don't um they text me but they don't when I like when I text them they don't text me back to let me know they got the message or they don't reply and um I be like I wish you would reply but at the same time <laughs> like <laughs> I know it's it's a reason why you're not upon, replying you may not have time or you may not um you know, just don't even feel like dealing or mm-hmm. responding. Sometimes people don't have the capacity. Yeah, and I'm the same way sometimes. Like, I'll see the message, but I don't respond. And so I would want somebody to also give me that same amount of grace um, that I will want for myself. So I definitely can relate to that whole transitional feeling type of thing. Yeah. So let's go ahead and just transition into the topic for today. Yes. Um, so we're going to be discussing in our Inner Supreme segment, coping with quarantine. It's like inescap- unescapable. I know some people are listening to podcasts and different things to kind of escape realities, but like we don't feel comfortable right now talking about anything else other than what we're going through. So we're going to be true and authentic to that. To that. So... I want to first, and maybe we can do this, but I want to start off with ways I've been coping with quarantine, and okay. then um, you, you can tell me yours. So the one of the biggest ways is honestly my cat. Um, I'm so thankful to have my cat. We're best friends, and we wake up together, we go to sleep together, like we just <laughs> we play all day, like we sleep. We we just are in sync with each other. Like I'm I'm a cat person, so I really like. I'm really like I really pick up the energy from cats like they're my like spirit animal. So um my cat has been getting me through just seeing her and being around her. Um in addition to that, I've just recently moved. So now that the hard part is done with like moving the stuff, the the great part has been decorating. Like that always that always gets me going. Um gets me excited like rearranging stuff because okay. you know the first time you go into you go into your place and you put something there you arrange everything that you want that's it's for me at least it's never going to stay exactly there unless it's like for, like big pieces like a bed and a couch which mm. are pretty much going to stay where they are but all the other things are subject to change so just rearranging stuff like that rearranging my plants taking care of my plants Mm. has been a um been a joy because now I have more light and I have right. more spaces to put them. So I guess just this whole um transition of being in a new apartment, a better apartment has been giving me things to focus on re- other than the quarantine. Um I feel like it was something else. Oh, kind of, but kind of not. 
I like I um I don't know if I said it, but I've recently started school, so that is uh, it's not a distraction, but that's something I'm I have to focus on, and it takes up a lot of my mental mental space. So that has been it's been kind of being it's been kind of a stress, mm-hmm. low key, but it's also been a focus because I'm not working right now. I'm one of the people collecting unemployment, so I understand that's why I brought up that tweet because some people are crazy, but. <laughs> No, but it keeps me feeling like I have something to do because if I didn't have that and you know we can't go nowhere um I don't I wouldn't feel like honestly like I'm per- like I have a purpose so mm-hmm. school gives me purpose even though it is very stressful because the the um the field that I'm in makes you focus on the bad shit that happens in the world cuz you you're trying to change it so um I- that's just a brief synopsis of what helps me cope during the quarantine. What about you? Um, um, at the time, you know, when, when quarantine was at its height, social media, <laughs> yeah. um, I spend a lot of my time alone. So I don't, and there's not a lot of people that I call on outside of like, my sister, my boyfriend, you know, we talk all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, like, I don't really talk to that many people on the phone like I used to. So mm-hmm. um, I did look at social media as a good escape because a lot of people that I do know on social media, I mean, more people are starting to become more out and about. But for the most part, the people that I that I like constantly stay in contact with aren't right. So it was in a way comforting. Um, I joined this, uh, sacred circle also during quarantine Hmm. where in the morning we were like, you know, talking about, you know, meditation, um, black, uh, woman wellness. Um, we, we kind of stopped. I noticed we stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I think it's because like, it was just so early in the morning and people were starting to get up for work and people are starting to no longer work from home now. But Mm -hmm. I feel like that, that sacred circle would, I feel like it was pretty dope. I know we about to have meetings again, y'all I'm excited, but, um, that really Mm -hmm. helped me get through, um, audio journaling. Um, well, I got out of audio journaling. I now video journal with my phone. So I just prop my phone up on the windowsill. I'll sit on the floor and kind of just talk through things like, what am I feeling in this moment? Um, how am I feeling? Where's my Where's my mindset when it comes to things? What is on my mind currently? I probably will do that tonight because I'm kind of in the mood to do that tonight. Yeah. But um, even something so simple as lighting uh, a glade scented candle smells really make me feel better um Mm -hmm. it makes me feel homely and I lay in my bed a lot I I enjoy laying in my bed I'm currently studying for my life insurance license that you know um I I ain't gonna lie I'm not gonna fraud like I haven't studied in a week but I had a little schedule system going so I just needed kind of return back to that because um my exam is coming up so that kind of keeps me grounded um I was working out at a point I was walking around and kind of working out but honestly 
Um, Florida, he ain't no joke. So I'm okay. trying to stop doing that. No, I'm not no. gonna lie because it's really, 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 really hot outside. You take like, five steps, you drink. You yeah, and I sweat <laughs> a lot, so that's just Dang. not it anymore. Um, what else do I do? Oh, I I did order a book from Amazon. I ordered. Um, I want to get more into ordering books that reflect uh, the synopsis of. African American history or Black history, rather, it doesn't even have to be African American history. But this one is about inside um, America's Black upper class. It's called Our Kind of People by Lawrence Otis Graham. And I just started reading this on Juneteenth. So mm. I want to get myself more. I'm not going to say educated because I'm not uneducated, but I wanted to get myself more aware of our history because I do feel like our history is so rich. And for me to be such a history head, I want to have more books, you know, to kind of represent that. And I want to read more things outside of, you know, articles that I find on the internet. Yeah. So bodies of work. Yeah. I want to get more autobiographies. I want to get, you know, more things that kind of, that kind of, I don't know. They kind of make me whole, honestly. Yeah, um, as a black person, honestly, you just yeah, just a different, uh, different experience. So you, to, I I want to add to what you were saying because yeah, like sure. you saying stuff made me think of other stuff. I've mm-hmm. been really researching and watching a lot of videos on hoodoo, okay. and reading a fiction book about hoodoo. Um, it's not that I want to be a practitioner or I want to um be a conjurer or anything um I don't think that's really what I want I just think that it's amazing that there is an African-American uh spiritual practice that has existed through before originated in Africa and has um what is it endured through slavery so I've been watching people like um the hoodoo queen which is queen cole I've been watching crescent city conjurer and I've been watching them on youtube Crescent City Conjure, um, which is um, Sin Elias. And I've been, those have been my go, those have been my go-to people to watch. I just enjoy like knowing, not, not in depth, but the basics because a lot of families have grown up, like people have grown into, like been born into um, hoodoo, which is not the same as voodoo. Um, not saying anything is wrong. They're just different practices. One is um, based um in african origins but a haitian religion and hoodoo is um african origins but an african-american spiritual practice so um they're different they are very different and they don't they don't operate the same however i just really enjoy like learning more about spirit spirituality because what i think about me i'm going to just be the type of person to very lightly uh take little things from different um, spiritual belief systems and mm. use them to inform my daily life. Like simple stuff like candle magic and, and um, just very er- like herbs and herb spirits, different stuff like that w- just excites me. But anything other than that, like any of those deeper things, I leave it to the people who really know. Um, but I just really like that information. I'm reading right now The Conjure Woman. Conjure okay. Woman. No, Conjure Women. And this is a novel. Uh, let me pick it up real quick. <laughs> it is by 
Afia Adakora, and it's a fiction novel, and it kind of details the life of Black women do- throughout that are conjure women throughout slavery and freedom. Hmm. Like once they get freedom, so it's a very interesting read. I'm still like I'm not even halfway through. I, I'm, Same, I I'm reading. not even halfway through. Yeah, I take book. my time. <laughs> I take my time when it get real, real juicy. That did, that's the moment where I can't put it down. But mm-hmm. you know, books kind of start slow. Honestly, my experience with mm-hmm. a lot of books. But yeah, that that has really been. I've been enthralled in like spiritual, uh, just learning more information about it. Yeah. 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 Like, um, that's how I've been coping with it. Um, has it been easy? No. Um, so what's been the biggest challenges the biggest challenge for me is those that do know me and those that will get to know me more into the episodes I'm a traveling woman like I like getting up I like doing getting up and driving I love driving like I've drove the the longest I've ever drove was from Florida to Connecticut like I love driving and even though I can drive, it's like, what's the destination? You know what I'm saying? I'm used to pulling up somewhere and then I go out to eat and then, you know, I go have drinks and then I'll just, I might go to like a small, you know, gathering or a big gathering, you know, um, this year was the year that I said I would go to more concerts. I started doing that, um, late last year when I went to the, Freddie Gibbs concert and got my meet and greet like I this was the year that I was going to start doing more of that and um it's scary or not scary but it is it makes it's kind of a challenge for me because I'm not used to staying put and Mm -hmm. I I'm an adventurer like I, I love just going out and I love the idea of meeting up with friends and going out to eat that's just fine like yeah granted i know you can do that now yes i know that oh let me not even get it that go girl (laughs) keep going sorry i'm about to get an ass i got you (laughs) but i know you can do that cool but i'm not comfortable doing that because i feel like everything we do now is a risk and whether we want to whether we want to choose to um ignore that or not that's the reality of the situation um I would love to go out and I would love to have an alcoholic beverage and eat some food and just you know vibe and you know granted you know I was really happy that I had a form of that because me and my boyfriend we did go out for tacos and but we Mm -hmm. ate outside you know that was nice that was a vibe but it was hot and I do like eating. I'm I'm a sweater. I sweat a lot. So I do like just being in an air conditioned space, sitting down, eating. You I cannot do that anymore. I know people are doing that, but that is something that I'm not mentally like there to do that because everything I feel like everything you do now is a risk, like for real, for real. Not even on something like you could die, you could get hit by a car, like you can get COVID, you know what I'm saying? So right. it's like, it's really hard for me to kind of figure out, you know, what what to do in this because I really, I'm an adventurer. Like, right. I, I love, even, um, you know, when I used to live in Orlando, I would go downtown 
and I would, you know, take one of the city bikes and just ride around. I can't do that now. I don't feel safe doing that. I don't know who's been touching those bikes. You know, COVID is, is such a contact, um, what'd you call it? The disease? I guess it is. Like, yeah, like a, a illness, you know. Yeah. It's such a it's such a contact illness. People touch things, you know. It's just, I don't know. It's very hard for me. Like, what are what are the challenges for you though? Like, that's my biggest thing. I like moving around. So, what what about you? Yeah, just being restricted. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm I'm a homebody, but at the same time, I like for it. I like the option of being able to go out. Um, I really don't need much to feel a, to feel like I'm alive or I'm satisfied. A big thing is not being able to have to go to friends' houses as much or friends come to my house as much. I've only had one friend over, um, and that's been one friend. But like, I really like going to people's houses, and I really like going uh, people coming to my house. So that is like ugh, aggravating. Um, I just think just like I said, yeah, the, just the not having an opportunity to do anything that you want to do. Like it's some stuff that I need to do in another state and I don't feel like I can do it cause I'm not trying to get on a plane to do it. Um, it's just stuff that you need to do. You want to do and you can't do it. So it's just, and I'm just also a big challenge for me is watching people, watching people be very, very, very um, inconsiderate. Mm. That, Let's talk that about that. Let's talk about more. that. Low key, seeing that is worse for me than not being able to go out. Mm-hmm. That is worse for me because I just hate how people can be so self centered. And it's a lot of young people. Older people, middle-aged people, for the most part, are sit, are at home. And, and you can say whatever you want about how they're okay with being home. So what? It's younger people putting, some young people putting uh, a lot of people at risk. And like we all have been hearing, yes, you may be able to overcome it, but a lot of people can't. And people are dying. Like It ain't like it's just... Uh, a couple cases and a couple people die in your um county. No, it's like high, high cases in the thousands and mm-hmm. several people dying in the thousands. So like all for a thrill, people still trying to have a summer and not realizing that summer is like done. Summer is not even going to happen. And you still trying to, it's what it is, is a lot of like a lot of flexing and a lot of people just trying to yep. look, be seen and I just see that a lot especially and I'm speaking about our people because look I don't I don't know the other experiences of other people I'm gonna speak about the people that I'm more um accustomed to our people have a way of just wanting to flaunt and be flashy all the time at the wrong times and we just are so susceptible to anything because we want to be out like okay a lot of things everything that's happening with our, with black people as far as like with police and all of that that shouldn't be happening in addition to that y'all also should be home I do believe that you people should be home like there's no reason that you should be out like this unless you're doing the essential things a lot of people are trying to party right now and I just don't think that it's okay like I don't think here's the real thing in <laughs> I noticed somebody on Twitter um, and this is more than one person that said it 
uh, they were kind of insinuating basically that um, it was a long tweet. I don't know if I read them, but they were basically saying that, you know, if the legislation was more together as far as rules for social distancing, then nobody would be out and none of this would be happening. And, you know, people are out as a reaction of that. Yeah, that's, that's bullshit to me. You have to police, you, but yeah. you have to police your own. You have to police yourself. You cannot wait until uh, at this time, if you don't have a family member or a friend that has that has COVID, you know of someone, or you know you've seen someone that you may maybe don't know them as well, but you know that you know of people that have it at this point. Is my point. You cannot sit here and say. You can't wait for legislation to to do anything when it comes to this. You no, have to police. To Hello, I was about to say that. Oh my god! <laughs> um, <laughs> you have to police yourself. You have to know what's good for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just feel like that's ve- that's a very lazy rhetoric. That's very yeah. lazy to say that. You know, if well, if they if they made more rules and maybe people would do that. I'm sorry, yeah. y'all aren't. Yeah. We're not talking about kindergartners here. We're right. talking about grown ass people. Like when me and my boyfriend was getting tacos, you know, we messed up. We we do that. Like this is what we do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it was this guy um, at the taco place in line with his daughter, and they weren't masked. Like, and the taco place was like. They were walking around making sure people had masks on. Like, hey, you know, you need to put on a mask. Like, um, if you don't have a mask, can you put, you know, your your um your shirt over your nose? Like, they was really specific. And he did it, but his daughter still wasn't covered up. She was like a toddler. So what it like a toddler is not gonna sit there and do that. So it's just like we Why have you to got be... your toddler out there when you're trying to get food, like say the same thing. Said the same exact thing. Um, but that's just an example of how you can't wait for anybody to put anything on paper for you to make yourself better. You know what I'm saying? For all you know, you don't know what the intentions of this virus is like from a bigger scale. I'm not trying to go in the conspiracy theorist bag, but we just know the history of this country when it comes to illnesses, pharmaceutical companies, Mm. um, death is a business so it's like you you have to be you have to police yourself you have to do what is right for yourself and I do agree with you Tay there's a lot of there's a lot of flexing there's a lot of um people kind of showing that they can be outside to do something but um you know it's 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 hitting us it's hitting us when I say us black people at a rate that is high that we can't ignore and I understand that people want to go out and I understand that people want to have a summer I get it you know what I'm saying I get it but let's be real the two states that were so free and opening and we just want um, we just want to open our economy which is Texas and Florida just so happened to have the highest rates as far one of the highest rates you know in the country as far as covid and they don't breaking records we breaking records right now i don't think that's ironic it's not because people stupid and uh uh, a free summer is going to lead to many casualties in the fall 
because not only will we have COVID, we will also have the flu season. So it's and like these babies, they they having them go back to school. Oh wow! They I are. just talked to one of my teacher friends. Really? He said that they they're going. Teachers starting to go back for pre planning, at least in Orange County, in July thirty first. So that means they're going to be pre planning for like that week, and then school starts after that. And they Ooh. even tried, girl. They they talking about having yeah. some some grades online and some grades some grades um like in school first of all what are we going to do about class sizes because that's the thing then it's you can limit the class sizes but what are you going to do with those additional students you oh don't have enough God. teachers mm. to, to, y'all really trying to send these babies to the goddamn um school so they can get sick this i wouldn't send I just, them to school i just don't all. i don't I feel like we are trying to push. We're, it's like we are choosing to socially, you know, cancel COVID. But COVID is not, it's not a not celebrity. So, it's not. not in addition <laughs> to socially, like, we got the motherfucking um, McConnell, which is the majority leader in the uh, House, no, mm-hmm. in the Senate. Mm-hmm. This bitch talking about, yeah, we're seeing, basically, we're seeing rises, but what we don't want to do is shut the government down again. We want to keep the government going. Bitch, if you don't shut the fuck up, like, y'all basically saying, fuck the deaths, y'all just want to keep business going. What, qual- like, I'm telling you, we got these people in office that are literally Satan. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. just the... And then you'll have people These people are devilish. Like, how could you just be... How could you just say... Say, first of all, you got enough money, you got enough things that should be in order in order for us to be at a standstill for at least a year. You should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You should have that as a working government and all these other governments looking at us laughing because it is really showing the exact image of what America really is. Now, America loves to have this image of American dream, prosperity, individual freedom, uh, uh, free, you know, you know, free, what is that word? I can't remember. Like free business and mm-hmm. all of that type of stuff like that. But really, it ain't nothing but a bunch of little pussies up in office with big ass egos, not knowing how to do their job and ran by capitalism racism and terrorism Mm -hmm. and that's what's happening with us black people dying why you think we dying we got the least um access to affordable health care and it's our young people out there because they're so uneducated in that space not even realizing the grand scheme of things like you really are you're really affecting this is a this could be a generational thing you don't want to limit the people in your generation like you don't want to limit the people that keep your family going. I mean, I'm thinking in that term. Like, I'm not just thinking, oh, a family member died. No, like, each person is is important. Mm -hmm. One death is important. So I just think people are so fucking impossible and just ridiculous and disgusting for y'all to be out here thinking that it is okay and trying to stunt for Instagram and for Twitter and all these little stupid-ass made-up apps. Yeah, people are really dying. It's not a real thing. And, you know, I'm seeing bars, you know, that's cool that bars are opening and y'all don't have to go to the bars. You know what I'm saying? There is a bar here in my area that um, they 
more than half, my coworker was telling me, more than half of the staff has been tested positive for COVID, but the business owner is not closing the business. So it's like, you can't just sit here and be like, since something is accessible to you that you should, you should just go and, you know, it's the government's responsibility to kind of change legislation and, and change things in order for us. Not- no, you have to be accountable with your grown ass self and your grown ass yeah. family. A lot of y'all have kids and yeah. are just out here wilding with your kids with no mask, no nothing. And you I deserve children if you're doing shit like that. Yeah, I just find it, you know, even when people make their, um, their, uh, their, um, I'm not gonna say conspiracy because I need to do more research. But even when people are like, you know, it's not safe to wear a mask all the time. And you, yes, I know you can't breathe. It's tough. It is. It is. But I'm not about to sit here and not have a mask on. Like, I just can't, I can't socially pretend that this doesn't exist is basically what I'm saying. I can't. Yeah, maybe my precautions are not 100% proof. But what in your life is 100% proof for you not to have a casualty? Nothing. For real. So like, I'm not going to sit here and walk around and be in a supermarket. You know, I, I feel for people. Shout out to, once again, I'm going to show love to our essential workers. Yeah. Um, people who are in the grocery stores, gas stations. Especially grocery stores. Because people are just out here, you know, giving you cash money. Don't have gloves on and just think everything's normal. And then just giving you don't money. Get a you know? Caliber of people that exist in this fucking um country, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it's really showing you it's these ideals that we are founded on and that are entrenched in every single facet of our lives really seep into who we are as people. This whole me, me, me individualistic thing is the reason why people are not looking out for the next man or next or the next woman mm-hmm. because everything in the United States is individualist based, like. We're not thinking as a family. We're not thinking as this is our country. Of course, black people, we know we ain't patriotic, but when it comes to our family, that's where the loyalties lie. So I just feel like as as a people, as everyone, first of all, stay stay home. But it's not over. It's not over. It's over. And we don't know when that's going to happen. So if you don't have to be out, don't be out. If you're trying to turn up, turn up at home with people that are at home. Sorry if you live by yourself. Maybe have one friend over, but don't have a few. Like, just be smart. We can't <laughs> 100. I, I know that we can't control this 100% because it wasn't given to us. <laughs> you know, it was, right. it was something that was given to us um, as far as COVID. Yeah. But I do feel like we could create a curve here. And I don't think people kind of realize their power and you're submitting yourself to it like I remember having a a debate with someone about it on Instagram and this man said that um you know we could you know with herd immunity we should be fine with COVID so that tells me that you look forward to getting COVID you know what I'm saying I don't look forward to it I'm not going to sit that's another reason why I'm still quarantining I'm not going to submit myself to this I'm just not I'm just not going to do it why would you want to be sick in order to be immune to something (laughs) like it's this is not chicken pox Oh my God, I hate people. And I heard one of them dumbass um, white dudes I used to work with before said some shit like that. Y'all always think that because y'all always be carrying some shit, you goddamn motherfuckers. So anyway, 
<laughs> of course, you talk about some goddamn herd immunity because everybody else got to build up the immunity to deal with shit that y'all done spread around. And the, the irony of all of this is the person that told me this was black. So it's just like, ah! What like, a fucking uh, joke of a person. Like, what a fucking immunity. joke. Herd. So that means that you're looking forward to your grandma getting it, you getting it, someone that you know that has like leukemia or another type of you know illness anyone that has cancer you're looking forward to everyone having it you know it's that survival of the fittest like yeah you know uh, um, that very american yeah um and you know we're just gonna have herd immunity and that just will do it no why would you refer to any type of thing dealing with humans as herd we are not cattle (laughs) you're right like that whole term is not even that's that's just not even necessary. Like that ain't even relevant to what we dealing with. Like in order for herd immunity to happen, people are literally gonna be wiped out, you dumb fuck. Like yep. what is you talking about? Yep. Shut up. Yep. Anyway. Ooh, I can't stand people like that. Like you just people have no souls or not are or are not even compelled by their soul they don't even know what their soul is like Mm -hmm. because you can't know what a damn soul is like if you around here talking about some herd immunity talking about I'm trying to turn up talking about let's do whatever like people was out like Mm -hmm. that's after after people after they start opening stuff up and we was talking about it on our last um part on our last episode about the second wave here's the second wave people was out then and that's yeah look at the results of what happened Yep. So it's just to say, like, yes, we are coping, like, we're coping with COVID in our own ways or quarantine. But if you stay in the house, you just are forced to look at yourself in the mirror. I agree with and that. And that's like, hard for a lot of people. Yes, it's hard for people to, to sleep at night with some of the things that they may have said or done, you know. <laughs> the time for. This is a good time for growth, regardless mm-hmm. of what you believe in spiritually. Everybody got a spirit or something inside of them. You don't come from nothing. So this is a great time to like really try to cultivate like that inside of you. If you have a hard time, like of course, like you said, you're an adventurer. That's different. Like that's just like a love of a hobby, something you like to do. But if you're a person you literally cannot be in a room by yourself, you cannot be by yourself for an extended period of time. That's 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 tough. But at the same yeah. time, if you're an extrovert, this is time where you need to cultivate some introvert qualities. Like you just gonna have to. The what? What's the worst that could happen? If you being in your house. Just imagine if you ain't had no fucking house. That's every time that's I think real. about not being want to be in the house. I think about oh, what if I was homeless? That thought goes away. The yeah, thought of not real. being out just literally goes away. Because, bitch, what if I ain't had no home? It's just very, like, American to be mad that you're in the house. At least you got a house. Mm-hmm. So I just think, for me, I'm just looking at it in a different grand scheme of things. And it's not bothering me as much. But if it is bothering you, just kind of try to look at the big picture of it all. Like, please, so that a lot of people aren't killed by this. Yeah. I, I agree, sis. Like it, it's not. Um, you know, honestly, I hate to say it, but it's true. 
Um, a lot of people are not really going to be okay with things or not. People are going to start turning home and staying at home once more casualties happen. And I hate to say that. Um, I don't want that to be the reality, but I kind of feel like that is reality. Like people aren't really going to be shaken up until it's going to be a huge number as far as casualties. Um, I was looking at the news with my dad and, um, they predict 300,000, you know, deaths this fall. They predict that. Um, Ain't going to be me. I know yeah. that. I, I'm sorry. I'm fighting. I'm, I will fight. I'm not submitting to this, y'all. Like, I just can't. I, I, I don't believe in that. You know, submitting to, to COVID. I know people have COVID. And thankfully, everyone that I know that's close to me, um, that have been uh, diagnosed with it have uh, have survived. So I'm eternally grateful for that. Um, still, I'm not submitting myself to this because it literally affects each person differently. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, yeah. So I um, in light of everything, let's go ahead and go to the five to nine segment. Mm-hmm. Unless there's anything else you. No, I just, you know, I basically want to say that uh, it is possible to cope during a quarantine. This is something that is going to last, and this is in closing, um, this is something that they, researchers see this being a thing, at least for the next year, two years. So this is something that we really need to kind of take seriously. Not kind of. We need to take seriously because it could. We the longer we push this out, and the longer we, you know, act like this is this is not a thing or a concept or or um, our reality of living, the more casualties we'll have it, and the longer this is going to take for us as a nation to really get over it. Yeah. So that was all I had to say with that one. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Our five to nine segment um, includes my best friend. <laughs> so if you weren't aware, five to nine is basically a segment where we um, highlight people who have like a regular nine to five type job, yeah. but they go to work on their passion project when they leave from work and passion project, whatever is there. It could be business. It could be some type of creative entrepreneurial thing but it's basically something that is in um investing back into themselves so the five to nine spotlight this week goes to my best friend since fourth grade uh crystal pompey crystal is based um in charlotte north carolina she has a degree in fashion merchandising from um johnson and wales university and she has now kind of gone back to her design um, love and started a home decor business. That's beautiful. So, yeah, which is so rare for, like, people that you know, like, you don't really know of people. Yeah, I have a home decor line. Like, I can say my best friend has a home decor line and her shit is lit. Like, it's so beautiful. So, Mm. the name of the um, business of her line is called The Black House. Yes, The Black House. And she basically has, right now in her inventory, she has um, mid-century modern-based styles. So she has, like, right now three uh, pillow covers that are really, like, abstract kind of art. If you know anything about mid-century modern, it's around the 50s, which is mid-century, mid being half 
of that century. So if mid-century modern was a um a um a decor style that kind of developed in in the 50s and hasn't really taken over right now trendy decor. So you see a lot of people when you look at different decor pages YouTube with a lot of mid-century modern items um in their homes. It's really running mid-century modern and boho are running uh, the decor scene, if you didn't know. So she um, has placemats for your dining table. She has glassware. All of that stuff that is very, like, trendy, but it's also still stuff that can last through the test of time. So if you want to look her up, you can go to at Shop the Black House on Instagram. And I think it's the same on uh, Facebook. So at Shop the Black House. Everything is spelled normally. And online, you can find her website to shop on www.theblackhouse.shop. And you can find all of those nice goods on her site there. Congratulations, Crystal. Oh, I just also want to say, um, she recently, she just launched it on July 4th. So she just launched it. So that's Mm. a very new business. So really, like, run her shit up, like, Buy all of the stuff that you can, very affordable prices, and really, like, make shit shake for my best friend because she's following her dreams, and I'm so proud of her. Yes. That's dope. I don't know a lot of people that have that um, home decor line, so shout out to her. That's great. That's different. Yes. Okay. So we're doing the Muse segment. Um, That'll be our last segment for this episode. Um, basically this playlist is going to be what we wish we could listen to and enjoy outside. Um, I think I'm going to do like a, a bonus track here and there. Cause I normally do 10 songs, but I think I'm going to do a little bit more this time, maybe like 12. Okay, um, yeah. depending on, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's a lot of. It's a lot of, like, songs that I wish I could kind of vibe to. If I was at, like, a day party. We were big on day parties before quarantine. Yeah. Um, Or just, like, 25 and up gatherings. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, I am definitely, I think someone, or someone I'm, I definitely have on the playlist is Megan Thee Stallion because yeah. she number one she's just a shit period. Um, <laughs> it's within you, bitches. It's within you. Yeah, it's from within. <laughs> it's from within. Like I definitely gotta have her on there. Um, you know, Kaya had an album. Kaya just dropped the album out, and she really surprised. Really, me. she really all, did. She really. I love Kaya's me. voice, regardless. I don't give a fuck about all that shit that be going on on the internet. If yeah, like the music. And she you got ain't... this. She got this song that I'm um that I have on a playlist. It's called a uh, Wang, uh 2.0. Remember that song Kane Wang with it? Him yeah. Remember? Okay, so she is a 2.0, oh, and shit. I love it because it's such a it's such like a Tampa party or Florida party as two step song like anybody that's familiar with like florida party energy it's just really amazing like i was like wow you know kaya still got it y'all so you know i i want to have you know kind of like some feel good music you can kind of listen to this and have your you know invite your you know one or two people over (laughs) and you know have mimosas and just chill and vibe or if you just want to 
I enjoy partying by myself. So, yeah, you know, I just the mask in the mirror. Exactly. I, I wake up I like that. that. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> I do that. So that that's kind of you know the vibe that I want to be on because we're we're in such a transitional time. So our playlists definitely have to result or not result. That was a bad word. Um, have to reflect the uh, times that we're in. So I, I want to make it as relevant as possible to what yes. you know we're all going through now. So yeah, I kind of want to end with a, a few little tips of things that have helped me. And I, I probably should have said it earlier, but it's on. It don't matter. Sure. I think a lot of us young people, we really like to go out to places like brunch, day party, wine. Do you know wine downs and stuff? So I think it's nice if you can create that at home. So make breakfast and have Mm -hmm. your mimosas. And if you don't have no one live with you, invite like one or two friends over. Make sure they take precautions. And there's your, you feel like you at brunch. You can literally uh, decorate your place. Like you can Mm -hmm. do so much. Like it'll be fun. Also, if you like to wind down, you can make cheese boards. It's so simple. You can go on Pinterest and find cheese boards, easy recipes to get all the ingredients together, put it on a nice little um little wooden board and you got a cheese board and you can have it with your red wine or whatever wine that complements the cheese. You can have yeah, those things like those things I feel like we are very used to. You can just do have a playlist for your mood, like mood music in the mm-hmm. morning, like wake up like you about to have fun like you can turn your um living room into a party like it's so many little things that you can do to kind of fit like you know just alter your mood a bit and feel like you're not at home but you outside so kind of be creative with that pinterest is really good for getting ideas on how to make your space feel like you're doing something else you know yeah or i mean you can have a virtual like zoom party and everyone has a background you know backdrop in the background if you Good don't idea. Have people yeah. over, because a lot of my close friends live out of you know town, like out of my way. Mm-hmm. So. I think that would be good, you know, just do a plan an hour Zoom meeting and just yep. do it that way. That would be pretty you cool. You can have shots. You can have shot o'clock. Like yeah. Can, everybody can really make it fun. Like, I've done that with um, my sorors recently, and we've even done it with, um, with it wasn't necessarily a party. It was a meetup, but it was, you know, all fun because, you know, when you get sorors and fraternity mm-hmm. brothers around, mm-hmm. the, around the whole United States, it gets lit. So, Try to, you can create like little Zoom meetings. And I know you may feel Zoom, but like that's what we have. So let's do it. Like, just, yeah. It's yeah. all about how you think about it and how you view it. If you make it a big deal and make it fun, then it'll be that. So, yeah. Don't forget to um, follow us at The Supreme Bohemes on Instagram and at Supreme Bohemes on Twitter, right? It's yes. The, yes. Um, Supreme V on Instagram is T H E E and then Supreme Bohemes. Twitter is just regular Supreme Bohemes, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. So follow us, make sure you tweet us your little um, your thoughts on different things. We still have that segment, What Would a Boheme Do? Hashtag WWBD. So let us know what you're thinking about and engage, share. Please like and share um, our podcast episodes when you come across them sharing is really the biggest thing like Mm -hmm. try to share it to at least five people if if it resonates with you if it don't resonate with you don't share it because i don't share stuff that i don't like (laughs) so So, yeah that's all we got for y'all so bye bye